0: John 21, 3 through 6, 9 through 12a. Simon Peter told them, I'm going fishing. They said, We'll go with you. They set out in a boat, but throughout the night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. Jesus called to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. He said, Cast your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they did, and there were so many fish that they couldn't haul in the net. When they landed, they saw a fire there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you've just caught. Simon Peter got up and pulled the net to the shore. It was full of large fish, 153 of them. Yet the net hadn't torn, even with so many fish. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. The beginning story of the disciples was at the shoreline. It's a little over three years since Jesus called, Come, follow me. Here they are, back where they started, after the devastating turn of events in Jerusalem at Passover. The resurrected Jesus has come to them, before, yet this time it's on their turf. They've come home, resuming their previous life. We can agree an encounter with the living Christ means you can't go back to your previous life. That life is foundational in many aspects, but once encountered, life is different. Good. The good news of your life. From the shore, they hear a voice. It's familiar. It's like a deja vu. This voice asks a question in a unique way. Children, have you caught anything to eat? Jesus calls the disciples children. He knows how completely shattered, overwhelmed, broken-hearted, broken in spirit they are. He calls to them. Jesus tells them to cast their net and they will find something to eat. So they do it. And there were so many fish when Simon Peter hauls the catch to the shore. The net has not torn. But torn they felt. Well, I suspect so. They may have felt broken. I can identify. They may have felt crushed in spirit, zapped of strength, in despair, uncertain, shattered, angry, fear-filled, wondering, and overwhelmed. Oh, can I identify. They've tried this ministry. They left their nets, their fishing, their life, their community, and journeyed. Journeyed with Jesus. They saw and were part of the miracles. They saw and were with Jesus as he moved about going in and out of the communities, encountering those of a higher social order and eating with those deemed not worthy, encountering near escapes, sparring with religious leaders, relating to the people, sharing parables, and giving the Sermon of the Mount, where the crowd and they themselves were sustained by an offering of five loaves and two fish, which is recorded in all the Gospels. Seems pretty important if this abundance of five loaves and two fish feeding thousands, and has leftovers, is recorded in each of the Gospels. That time, the disciples were called to come distribute, and gather the broken pieces as leftovers. Here they are again, about to have fish and bread. In the end, though, their teacher, master, friend, Messiah, was crucified. Oh, yes, there have been reports by the women who encountered the risen Jesus, but how reliable are they? There's the report from the two walking to Emmaus, and the sudden appearance of Jesus while they themselves huddled in the upper room. But there's been more on their human balance sheet of loss than of Jesus' joy. But this great catch they just experienced represents their life and ours as well. You'd expect the net to break, but the net was not torn. There was strain, but no tearing. There was weight, but no collapsing. There was stress, but all was held. All is held. They've come to shore and see a fire prepared. In fact, there is fish already grilling and bread warming. All is set except their presence. They are invited and asked to bring some of the catch. All has been provided. All is set except their presence. They bring of their catch to add to the breaking of the fast, to eat, to have fellowship, to remember another time of come-follow, and come distribute bread and fish and collect the leftovers. They have been brought to a place of feast. They struggled all night for a catch. The struggle of the catch is no longer a weight to be borne. Instead, it's a sheer amount of goodness in the catch. It's a sharing of what has been given, provided, and experienced. It's abundance. The human balance sheet of loss may feel at times long, loaded, heavy, Full to breaking. But, in the net of life, we are held. They've come in from a night of struggle and find renewal. Incredibly, they are invited to participate in the renewal and yet come as they are. It's casual. It's where they are at that moment. Oh, I do hope you've experienced the release of struggle. The net full, but not torn. Wholeness. Fullness abundance. So what's this got to do with global Quaker Day? I offer us this. We have what we need. Actually, Jesus has prepared for us all that is needed. We are, however, invited, even called, to bring our part to the feast. As Quakers, we have a rich history, but we have an even richer present. We have our collective silence that speaks forth through each of our lives. The world needs this. Individually, collectively in meetings for worship and meetings for business to global presence, the world needs this. We are needed to bring what is already provided to the kingdom and queendom of the here and now. Each of us has a gift and I'd like to suggest that we have more than one gift to bring to the table. The table that has already been prepared for us. The table is meant to ever expand, and it expands when we bring our gifts and offer them to be shared. We each have story, our encounters with the living Christ. My being Quaker continues and supports both my story and our Quaker story. The whole of me and you, the whole of body, mind, and spirit. On this world Quaker day, I would answer, What does it mean to me to be a Quaker today? It means so much. It means listening to the inner voice, living out of the guided center, being met where I am, yet gently pulled for better, having struggle, yet knowing that all is provided for, accepting the invitation to bring what I have and feast. Jesus calls us to come and follow. Jesus calls us to come, distribute, and take up the leftovers. Jesus calls us to come and have breakfast, break into a feast with one another, with our Creator, with Him, our living Christ, and with the Spirit. Let's take a few moments.